The award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. Designed for you, the California Sportsman. California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, Fairfield, and Rockland. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters, Lowrance Electronics, and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now, to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Sepp Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday, February 10th. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. What are you doing sitting around on the couch right now when you should be looking up the boat and heading out? Weather looks great for the next few days, and we've got some exciting opportunities for you that we're going to be talking about today. We're going to kick it off with just a minute with Captain Jay Lopes live from the couch this morning. He's been sturgeon fishing, though, and the action remains steady out there. Slowed down a little bit, I'm sure, with the colder weather and everything. He'll tell us all about it. But now is a great time to get out and get into those big leviathans out there. The Delta sturgeon are active and biting, folks. Kent Brown's going to be telling us a lot about bass tournaments as well as we didn't hear enough about it already in not the previous hour. Not if you keep hour. using words like Lev... What was that? I'm not sure. <laughs> I make them up. Leviathan? Leviathan. That would be something big underwater. Sep, can you keep this to what our listeners will understand, please? Okay. Right. I'll try I'll you, try my you, best. Try that? That. There you go. Now we're back. I got that accent. All right, back go here. ahead. We're, we're, we're good Arkansas go ahead. boys here. We can get this down. Go ahead. Continue. Hey, speaking of Arkansas boys, Alan Fong's on crutches this weekend. We'll be talking to him <laughs> later on. I'll let you know what's going okay, on with cool. that. Okay. Hey. Mom back. A little more. All right. Uh, and Mike Ogney will be hooking up with us with Golden State Salmon Association information. There's some exciting opportunities that may be coming up, and they might not. He'll have a little bit of info for you. And we're also going to be joined by James Stone of the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association. He's got some info for you that we need to share, as well as those dams are coming down up on the Klamath. We got a couple of questions that we're going to kick around some ideas about that and all the dead fish that are popping up in the river system because I would imagine there's a few hundred tons, if not thousand tons of silt going to be pushed down those rivers that aren't going to be really appreciated by the fish for quite a few years until the rivers get back into shape. And Mr. Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, hooks up with this with more opportunities for you. I'm heading up to Shasta with Bob Smalley on uh, Monday morning, bright and early. We're going to be fishing with Jeff Goodwin up there for some great rainbow and brown trout action. And I can't wait to get up there on the water and test that water again. It's a great fishery. I do not fish it enough, and I keep forgetting it's a whole lot closer than Eagle Lake for me. And Mike Ogney, of course, has got the salmon information We've got Quail Point opened up. There's lots going on out there, not to mention you've got a great few days of good sunshine right now, a little bit of clouds, a good opportunity for about the next five or six days to get out. And then it looks like we got some intermittent rain coming our way in about a week or so for about a week after that. So this is a great opportunity this week to get out there and to get on them. And that's why I'm going fishing for sure. Let's not waste any time. Let's check in on the sturgeon action. Let's go live to the couch at the captain's home. Let's hook up with Captain Jay Lopes with Right Hook Sport Fishing right now. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, Seth. Good morning, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well. Where are you? You are outside right now, aren't you? I'm in my truck. I'm actually headed to a buddy of mine's house. We're going to go to Folsom Lake this morning. And uh, I guess they're catching a few kings over there. Since no one wanted to go sturgeon fishing, we're going to go 
fishing. Well, you're gonna <laughs> have a fishing, you're so. gonna have a great day out there. I was listening to Alan Fong last night. He was uh, saying some of the uh, action up there, including some king salmon are starting to get active. So uh, imagine that means the bass fishermen are starting to hook them as these tournaments get going. Water's come up quite a bit at Folsom too. You know they haven't done a lot imagine. of releases, so it's come up pretty good, and and it's up on the paved ramps at Granite Bay now, and um, it's uh it's just. Good. Just the lake's in really good shape, and the water's in good shape, and well, you know it's it's all the temperature is the key with those kings out there. You well know that, Jay. Just get into that right temperature range, and they ought to be active for you. You'll have some fun out there. But tell our listeners what's going on with sturgeon because you had some great photos. Yeah, no. So we got back to work uh, last weekend, and uh, the fishing was on the slower side uh, for whatever reason. We. Uh, we were in front of that big low pressure that came through on Sunday, and um, they weren't biting all that well, to be honest with you. We found some fish. Uh, we were fighting some debris in the water, a lot of, a lot of grass, um, and the fishing was slow. We hooked a, a couple fish each day, uh, but we had to really work for those bites. And then, you know, we had a big push of water come down this week. The river came up about eight feet. It spiked midweek or even a couple days ago and it's on the drop now it's going to drop like a rock and then yesterday we made it out with four guys and we uh went and did a little looking around i went all the way down the martinez bridge and there was no fish down there and then we found areas around the mothball or uh port chicago that had some fish but there was a lot of grass so we uh, we fished it but it wasn't fishable then we ended up um basically towards the mouth of montezuma slough and we found a spot of fish. We hooked 15 fish yesterday, landed 12, um, really good action. And then talking to some other colleagues at our harbor, Steve Mitchell and a couple of the other guys, everyone was spread out. We literally had miles between us, and everyone caught fish yesterday. Um, so that was a, a plus side. So I think uh, last weekend we were just fighting a little, um, you know, just some elements. But they were definitely on the bite yesterday. The water temps up. 51 degrees 52 degrees it's real dark um it's going to warm up this coming week i expect big things to happen as the tides get a little better days are getting longer that water temp's not going to have you know it's going to warm up real fast at least the fish are going to be on the chop but yesterday's action was really really good to see and it's just, it's just showed us what our spring's going to be like so this is the perfect conditions for epic spring we got right now hey 15 fish on and 12 to the boats <laughs> nothing to shake a stick at that's tremendous the other interesting th thing to that is I remember in the old days, I'd go out there and I'd fish two or three days in a row and there wouldn't be any uh, fish action on mine at all. If I get a fish once a week after going out two or three times, I was a happy camper back in those days. But things have changed with the implementation of uh, the great electronics that we're using right now, the number of quality guides that are out there, and the way you guys have figured out how to get into these fish. And one of the cool things I'm seeing more and more of and releasing the fish, that's, a, that's just a great thing to happen. And I'm sure you had a ton of your folks on board the other day letting them go too. Yeah, we didn't actually have a chance to harvest the fish yesterday. Everything was either above the new slot or below the new slot. So, I mean, nothing got harvested. And, and really, as a whole, we're not taking too many fish in that new slot range that are going home the last few months. So, um, which that's good. Um, that's all being reevaluated. But, yes, everything got put back in the water and swam off. It was great to see. And, you know, one thing I could, you know, pass on to anyone wanting to go sturgeon fishing, because it is a really good opportunity here while we got good weather until next weekend, is don't run around too much. 
you're going to want to just pick a spot where there's some fish and just I sat in one spot for six hours yesterday, the whole incoming tide. And um, it took them a little while to get biting, but like they, we almost had to force feed them to bite. They weren't like wanting to, to start biting real aggressive at the beginning. And once they got around the boat and then when it was time to bite, they were, they were biting pretty steady. So get out there, put your time in. There's fish in the sloughs, both Sassoon and Montezuma slough. I think Ricky Acosta is going to be fishing in Montezuma today. Um, I know they had good action there yesterday, and we were in the big water. I mean, get out. The water, the debris on top of the water is very minimal. There's, I was really surprised with the, how high the river came up. There was really no big dead heads like that. It was very clean uh, fishing and running around on the surface. So you're good there, but still be aware there could be those those big trees coming down. But yesterday was really clean from from Pittsburgh all the way up to Rio Vista on the drive home. You so, know, the places you're uh, talking where the action's pretty decent, are, are, is it everything happening in deep water? It sounds to me like it might be happening in some of the shallower areas too. Mid-range. So everything I looked at with deeper water, except didn't have the fish, which traditionally this time of year we are fishing more mid-range. I'd say less than 30 feet of water. Um, I do know that one of uh, someone I know went into uh, – some of the uh, honker bay in, in uh, shallow water and five to six feet of water, eight foot of water. They hooked a few fish also yesterday. So this coming week, we got big outgoing tides and I got the guys from the Pratt Ford midweek and I might just take them into the shallows and maybe Grizzly Bay or, you know, one of those shallow spots and, and catch some fish. And I know that they're going to be using those areas this time of year for one, just to get out of some of all that water. So, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. But, yes, everything's mid-range, Seth. Nothing real deep. How about the uh, top present presentations you're laying out there? I know a lot of guys are using ghost shrimp right now. I'm getting calls all over from folks saying, where where can, where can you get them right now? Ghost shrimp. Ghost shrimp's a good bait right now. I know a lot of guys are using ghost shrimp. Um, we're still using our salmon roe. Um, the nice part about the salmon roe, I can put whatever scent I want to, ma- you know, get the fish to buy on salmon roe. And we all know they like that, so I actually did put some sand shrimp, which is ghost shrimp, scent on my eggs yesterday, and that worked. So that's the nice part about that. These manufacturers make all these scents, and you can put that to any type of bait to mimic, you know, the real thing, and uh, and it does work. Any particular um, so brand that you? We did with, any particular brand you prefer? We strictly, we strictly use Procure. Yeah, so we know what that is. It's, know it's real. real stuff yeah, ground uh, up in the bottle. That's what it is. Yep. And I, I'm a. If you had talked to me 15 plus years ago, I would have just said use the real bait. But here in the last 10 years, I am 100% sold on scents. And for these fish that are strictly scent driven, <coughs> once you get some confidence in it, it really does increase your odds of hooking up. Captain Jay Lopes with Right Hook Sport Fishing. Your opportunity to get out and get into the action for sturgeon is right now. You got some pending weather in the next couple of weeks, but you know what? All these guys with big boats, we've got covers on them, they got heaters in them, they got all the comforts that you're going to need out there. So don't miss these golden opportunities. 12 fish to the boat, 15 hooked up. That's something that everybody would enjoy. Jay, give them all the hookup information they need so they can get out on the water and have some fun too. Yeah, give us a call, area code 916-417-5670, and on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. Check out the Facebook page. We'll be out a few days this week, and we have a couple days to open. So if you'd like to get out, give us a call. The weather's nice.
All right, partner, you have a great time up there. And if you get into some action with those kings on Folsom, you give us a shout back. Let us know what's happening out there. Sounds good. Captain J. Lopes with Right Hook Sport Fishing. We're going to take a quick break right now. Y'all stick around. You're going to get hooked. Captain J. Lopes of Right Hook Sport Fishing invites you to climb aboard his 26-foot parker, the Right Hook, berthed at Martinez, for an enjoyable day or night of fishing on the productive sturgeon and striper waters of Sassoon Bay and the Delta. One of the fastest six-pack boats around, the Right Hook has a fully enclosed heated cabin that easily accommodates up to six anglers, fully rigged with all the marine electronics and high-quality fishing gear you'll need. Right Hook Sport Fishing keeps their clients in the action, moving seasonally from the ocean to the bays. Halibut, stripers, sturgeon, rockfish, salmon, or albacore. Whatever the quarry, wherever it hides, Captain J. Lopes will get you there and back in comfort and safety. Give him a call at 916-417-5670 and book a trip now. Or check him out on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. Hi, this is Seth to tell you about my favorite car dealership and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people. Well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle. Head to Dixon and check out Ron Duprat Ford. You'll love that small town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers. I know, I sure do. Family owned and operated since 1956, it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the President's Award for excellence in customer service and sales. When it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got, go to the best. Ron Duprat Ford in Dixon, the number one for Parts and Service Department in Northern California. It's where I go for all my needs, sales or service. Take the short drive from high prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at rondupratford.com or call toll-free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy any place else? Kingfisher Boats has become the standard for sportsmen who value toughness, ride, comfort, and great fishability. And Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon is your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Featuring the full line of Kingfisher boats, the offshore, coastal, sport, or river jet series boats from 16 to 35 feet are designed for saltwater, freshwater lakes, or river fishing. And Godfish and Marine's trained sales staff will help you select exactly what you need when it comes to power and accessories. Kingfisher's clean lines, classy paint choices, stainless accents, diamond plating, stylish interiors and storage, all add up to the highest quality boat on the market today. Learn more at Godfish and Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or kingfisherboats.com And now, more California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson So, I can go home right after we do this segment? Yeah, fat chance I of that pretty ever much get happened. out of here? You know, I'm sitting there watching on YouTube yesterday and I see this guy and he's screaming about he's got a 6 pound plus bass on yeah. I got a 6 pound a couple minutes later, it's an eight-pounder. Yeah. Then a couple minutes later, it's a ten-pounder. And he sees grow. it and he goes nuts. Yeah. And there was damn good reason for that. Apparently, why don't you tell? Well, the Scott Martin. I Scott Martin across. broke a long time, twenty-four-year-old record, uh, three-day record at uh, at Lake Okeechobee in Florida, his home lake. That's Roland Martin's kid. Uh, and you know, Scott broke that. Daddy record. owns the marina. Well, his mom owns the marina. Actually, Daddy doesn't own much anything these days. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> but but Scott. Um, 
broke a three-day record. So fifteen fish, ninety pounds, six ounces. Ugh. And and that, but that record, Sep, was twenty-four years old, and it was the record that Byron Velvick set at Clear Lake in two thousand. While everybody was watching, wondering why he was fishing, what, what he was fishing. doing, and how he was doing, and why he was doing. So yeah, pretty cool. Uh, Byron had eighty-three five. So I mean, the record got shattered. It wasn't just a couple of ounces, but we've had a lot of records shattered. Wow, yeah, fishing's amazing right now. And like last weekend, they had a they had a not a giant a sixty boat team tournament, a new gen tournament up at Lake Oroville. Right now, you know, Oroville's known for a bunch of little rat spot of bass right no man it took uh took 14 14 for five to win which pretty good weight um but you know when you, what the funny part is is you look down the field 15th place had 12 pounds and didn't get a check you know They're holding so up, mean, up there yeah yeah and and all that's all that's because a lot of bait fish so you, you know do they have kokanee in Orville? Uh, no, but they got a lot of kings. They got a lot of kings. <laughs> yeah, they got a lot of kings and, and, and just a lot of bait fish, you know, so that part's kind of cool. You're going to Shasta uh, oh, Monday, yeah. and, and like I just told you during the break, Sep, you're going to realize when you get to Shasta and get on Shasta again, because I did it a few weeks ago. Remember when I went up with Rick Grover? Right. And, and you're going to get on Shasta and go, why in the hell am I not up here more often? Oh, my God, I am stupid. Well, I've you know? been stupid for a lot of years. I took my – my right hand turned at Red Bluff and went to Eagle Lake for 30 years. Sure, sure. Because I wanted to catch monsters. Little did I know that fish grow in Shasta in Lake. Shasta Lake. And, uh, and yeah, it's such a cool place. Big Brown's being caught up there now. But um, bass fishing, dude, Clear Lake. We have got, we have three tournaments within a week New at Clear gen, Lake. Toyota, New we, Gen again. Yeah, New Gen, Toyota, New Gen again. You know, we've got a New Gen Pro-Am, the Toyota um, major league fishing tournament and that's a midweek event that's going to be a great tournament and then uh, and then you know we cut that to 25 on the final day on friday this is but really going to tell folks what clear lake's all about well, yeah it? we'll see if it's going to hold up you know we're going to see if those weights will hold up or if it's going to fall off real fast but um i think that's a little overkill for clear lake to have that many events boom 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 but uh it is definitely going to be good one bass is coming back with the uh, clear lake open that one's going to be in april so it's just it's, and i heard your interview with mark lazane this morning yeah mark's he's, got the bass angler uh, magazine tournament trail kicking off he's got a big you know event coming you know he's scrambling oh he is because he's gone from tournament angler that sits in his boat and it's his little world that goes come on let's go man let's it's safe light. It's why is it taking so long to get away back? Now he's that Let's, guy. Now he's that guy. Yeah, <laughs> poor Mark. Uh, you know, so we'll, uh, we'll. You know how to make a couple of million dollars in the tackle industry. Yeah, start start with more than that. Uh, yeah, we, a lot more. Yeah, know we, when to quit. Yeah, no, we we all know that. We've never met many smart tournament directors in our career, so that's okay. Um, it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice having you as a sponsor for a while. <laughs> well, you know, they all know it. Uh, they they all readily admit it, Sep, actually. But, uh, man, so much going on. And then, you know, we we would be uh, we would be remiss if we didn't. You know, if you're sitting on the couch, um, the boat show's coming. We can remedy that. It's a it's a it's an easy club to join. Um, you know, all you have to do is, uh, is, you know, wander, wander down to gone fishing Marine this weekend in the sunshine and, uh, and, and take an empty trailer hitch. Mark Platt will fill that thing up for you. Oh, baby. Yeah. It'll be a Chrome hitch for it, you. It too, doesn't you matter. Know. Chrome or rusted. They'll, they're really, they don't care down there. Stop by the store take a look at things there or head over to the sack boat show. It's going to be March 7th through 10th at Cal Expo. You'll be hearing all about it here. One ticket, two big shows. You've heard us say yeah. that for years. Yeah. This is an opportunity to get out there and see the Sacramento boat show, the off-road expo. 
Exposition. They've got a big RV spring sale going on, too, with multiple dealers discounting brands all over. This is uh, all the accessories. This is waterboards, wakeboards, travel trailers, pontoons, yeah. fifth wheels. You got a lot of boats out there from your companies. Yeah, if you're imagine. not doing anything, Sep, I think we're going to be towing some boats uh, that week. I'd so be I'll happy to help yeah. out, but I'm going to be unfortunately in Mexico that week. Are you? Okay. As soon as I get a ticket. That's cool. That's cool. So now it's uh, just there's a it is time to go fishing. It is uh, it is really crazy. I got to remind everybody about something though. Fire away. 365 day fishing licenses. Guess what I realized last night? You don't have one. I do. It expires today. Ah. Actually, I went, you know, I think I bought that in February last year. And I looked and darned if it doesn't expire today. So well, the nicest part about it is you can go right to the internet. You can do it. But you know what? With this 365 day fishing license, you probably ought to put a reminder on your phone to maybe send an alarm off when that thing expires. Maybe a week before it expires. I The first thing I do when I get to the car with my new license is take a photo of it. So yeah. it's in my phone. Yeah, it's going to be a bad day when uh, when the when the uh, when the man or lady in the green pants is asking you for uh, your fishing license and you realize I don't have my wallet. The heck did I do that? <laughs> no thing. No. You, I, you three, almost caught me one time. I was going fishing the next day and I didn't even have a license. Yeah, hey, Seth, have you bought a license, license yet this year? So big five, here I come. Yeah, no, exactly right. So make sure uh, that you're paying attention to that and that Quagga inspection sticker on your boat you have to uh, get that taken care of they're cracking down on those a little bit so well, you've got plenty of opportunities bass guys to get out there and pay attention to what's going on and i would highly recommend you get over there before these three tournaments hit if you want to get into Just where do you go you know where do you go it's like shasta it's so big where yeah. do you start yeah well Shasta's easy you just idle out of the fives and kick the trolling motor over it's you know go from there but um, you know, where do you go? Orville's great. Shasta's great. Folsom's fishing really good. All of our reservoirs are fishing good. Party's about to open here. Uh, what president's day holiday right around there in February. Uh, you know, we just, there's just pick one. It's definitely time. Berryessa, as much as I hate to say it is wide open. They're catching them. Uh, it's been really good. The lake is flipped folks. That 50 mile an hour wind we had blowing through there, yep. whipped that lake over the other direction instead of north winds, turned it. Believe me, it got turned well, from south winds. Well, Seth, I'm glad that you gave us just a little bit of time to talk bass fishing today. I know. I do that once a year. Apparently you were desperate for guests. No, definitely. <laughs> I just didn't want to call another one. Couldn't find though. anybody else who wasn't fishing today, huh? Well, I got another guy that's not fishing today, but he fished yesterday and I'll be fishing with him on Monday. Let's go live to, the, well, no, he's up in oregon right now but let's hook up with one of the top guides on lake shasta jeff goodwin of jeff goodwin's guide service good morning captain how are you today hey good morning guys i'm doing great hey, have you ever taken those uh, parties that have the two kids that just can't seem to get along um not really well yeah, you're about you're about to on monday vacation. you're about to on <laughs> monday you got bob spolly and sep in the boat i'm sorry you got you got uh, a mean age adding the two together someplace around 150, 155 years. So it should be a very entertaining day for you. There's nothing they don't know about, though. Oh, yeah, we know it I all. Know it. I can't wait. We'll show you everything you should be doing on board that boat of yours. Would you two shut up and let him put you on them big fish he keeps showing pictures of? That's exactly what I intend just to do. Just get in the boat and sit down and shut up. It would be a lot more fun if he just if I called up and booked a trip and I said, yeah, my name's Joe Gillis, and yeah. I want to book this trip and go out with you yeah. and yeah. just play dumb. Yeah. But I'll do that pretty naturally on my own. I haven't fished that lake in at least 10 years. And I know what kind of fishery it is. Jeff has been sending me photo after photo, and I have just locked in Monday with him. 
we're going up there and we're going to have a blast. What kind of action are we, should we be anticipating other than what we have going on in our minds that it'll be wide open, nothing but 10 pound fish. <laughs> what should we expect yeah, on Monday? Well, we're going to, we're going to target big fish. I mean, that's, that's what this time of year is all about. And, um, you know, to be honest, you know, we're not catching um, big numbers, but we're not catching very many small fish either. So, um, you know, we got plenty of time to, to smoke and joke in between the line ripping uh, reels and watching our side planers fly through the air and diver rods tips bury into the into the surface of the lake and it's uh you know you, you got some holes but you know when it goes off you know you, you're looking at some some great fish well I, I would rather catch quality than quantity any day of the year I, I think there's a natural progression first you want to go out and catch fish then you want to catch a lot of fish because that was fun then you start saying, boy, that big fish was fun. You want to catch big fish. And then you say, I want to catch the biggest fish I can on the lightest tackle I can. And then you start getting really screwed over and you start losing some fish again. But, folks, <laughs> it is so exciting hooking a big fish on light tackle. And I know Scott Martin did exactly that the other day when he was sitting up front with that. That was a spinning rod he was using too, wasn't it, Kent? Yeah. That's yeah. fish of Fort Face and so on. And that's fish. all I expect. If if you hook up, hook me up or bob up with a ten pounder, we'll even pay you for the day. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Well, yeah. Well, you know, it's uh I, I get all my pleasure from, from watching people catch fish and you know, when we get into those big guys, uh, it's hard to describe the feeling if especially if those fish don't come out of the water before they get to the back of the boat. Um, there's something about that big shadow that shows up and, you know, it just really gets your blood pumping and it's, it's super exciting and putting it in the net is icing on the cake. And the real icing to me is letting it slide back into the water and swim away. That's one of the coolest parts about catching big fish out Jeff, there. Jeff, what area of the lake are you going to have these guys in? Well, you know, I've been I've been beating up the lake pretty good, um, except for the pit arm. Yeah. Uh, because it's got so much debris up there right now. But right. Um, the McLeod, you know, I, I, I've been all over and I just keep going back to the McLeod and, you know, hers Bay some days has a little bit of debris up there right now. Um, hasn't been too bad. Watercolor's perfect everywhere on the McLeod arm. Um, but you know, we've been starting up top and kind of finishing down low and dude, I caught a, well, one of my clients caught a, a beautiful, beautiful rainbow, the best of our day, right underneath the pit river bridge. So um the water's pretty cold we is that got, the one you know, the photo 40... you, is that the photo you sent me with the guy in the bridge in the background yeah right there that was that was uh Imp- you know, our last fish of the day <laughs> impressive pig. so you, you you you've been starting up around the hers bay area and then coming down yeah hers bay you know decus rock decus yeah decus campbell cool. creek greens creek all that stuff up there it, yeah, yeah yeah greens creek's one of my one of my favorite places to go it, it hasn't fished you know very well yet but it will next month for sure camel creek's one of my favorite places in the lake and just one of the most beautiful places literally i've ever put a trolling motor down in and and it, it, it i don't always catch them out of there but i normally have to go fish it if i'm at lake shasta this will tell you how old how long ago it's been since you I have fished. no idea where we're talking about <laughs> uh, i have no clue where you're talking about but i used to go across the face of the dam back and forth yeah. i knew where the fish were hanging exactly exactly and you could get in there then now you can't get i'm into sorry that. we've just done a little ge- geography lesson for on the mcleod river but but where he's talking about it's breathtaking it's under the caverns it's gorgeous i'm ready i'm absolutely ready yeah, for that it, it should be an absolute blast techniques what are we going to be doing well you know sep i always 
I always have multiple options out there for those fish because it's proven time and time again that some days they want uh, a side planer presentation. Some days they're hot on the divers, and other days, you know, the, the downriggers just just work. So, um, you know, I, I put everything out there, and we let them tell us what they want, and we make those adjustments um, throughout the day. But and it's never the same day twice. So um, that's what we'll be do starting out with, though, for sure. Well, Jeff, give them all the hookup information they need so that they can get a hold of you and get on that water just like Bob Smalley and I are going to be doing. And by the way, we're going to meet you at gentlemen's hours, but not as late as you recommended. It's a There's no early, early bite going on, apparently. Yeah, not really. There's no reason to get out there um, super early. I, I kind of like letting all the bass boats, you know, especially on the weekends, get out. And I just kind of gently slip in behind them and... Uh, you know, like I said, seven, eight, nine, ten o'clock. Some days is when you you start your day. You don't even really need to start before nine this time of year. But you know, we caught our, our best fish of the day. Um, you know, yesterday, yesterday, day before, whatever it was, uh, at like one o'clock. So you, you just never know. I'm all over that. We will meet you at the crack of eight o'clock at Packers Bay, my friend. Yeah, perfect, perfect. That, that way yeah. we compromise your original time with your other late sleep-in time, and I'm sure Mr. Smalley will be ready for that. He'll probably not be sleeping. He'll probably not even go at the gate at 5 o'clock, won't you? He'll be, ready out, to go. He'll be at my gate at 4 o'clock, probably. <laughs> That's the way it generally yeah, works. Yeah, you, you get that pre-fishing buzz going, and it's hard to it's hard to not be excited about stuff like that. I sure. get that. I can't even sleep some nights when I go places. Like when I was squirrel shooting a couple of, well, last year, I guess it was, up in Oregon. Uh, you just lay there at night thinking about tomorrow, tomorrow morning I'm going to be – and you can't even sleep, or I can't. I have a hard time doing that. So it's the best thing to no, do is no, no. drink one of those little bottles of Jack Daniels that's about three inches tall, and you'll sleep real well. <laughs> you drink one of them 12-inch <laughs> bottles, it takes even better. No, 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 yeah. no. That ruins uh, the next morning. It's, it's going to be fun. You guys are going to have a great time. And, and yes. like I say, you are – you. I know you've got a lot of time on Lake Shasta, but it's been a long time since oh, yeah. you've been there. Totally. And you're you're gonna come home going, damn. Why are we not fishing up here more often? Got any cabins for sale up there? I, you know, I'm sure there are. Got to take a look around, Maryland. <laughs> it's real close. It's not as far as Eagle Lake. <laughs> Jeff Goodwin with Jeff Goodwin's Guide Service. If you want to have some fun, like I'm gonna have on Monday, you need to get a hold of him. Talk to him about the opportunities both on Shasta Lake and on the Sacramento River for the great rainbow trout action there. You got us booked for that August trip, right? Oh, you bet. You're on the schedule. All right. And I got we'll talk to Bob, but maybe we'll do two that week. So we'll we'll have to see how that one works out. Yep, yep. Two days are perfect. Well, give my phone number one more time, Jeff. Uh-oh. I Jeff, think you went, pushed the Jeff button. went bye-bye. I guess I shouldn't have pushed that button. You can reach him, 707-616-1905 right now if you want to, but it'll be a blast. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, it's time for Blue Compass, and then Alan Fong hooks up with us with a pair of crutches under his arms right after this. Share in the excitement of a world-class fishing experience, a fishing getaway with friends, or a tour of San Francisco Bay or Northern California's coast? With over 35 years of experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, Captain James Smith and the professional crews of the California Don 1 and California Don 2 will put you in the action. The 50-foot Cal Don 1 and the 55-foot Cal Don 2 Catamaran both offer a great fishing platform for comfort, efficiency, and the smoothest of rides on the water. Specializing in live bait potluck trips, California Don boat 
boats are powered by twin diesel engines with the latest and greatest in marine electronics, sonar, and safety equipment. Heated cabins, comfortable seating, full galleys with hot meals and restroom facilities make the Caldon 1 and 2 the, the most comfortable fishing charters available. Seasonally fishing halibut, stripers, sturgeon, shark, salmon, rockin' lingcod, and of course, crab. There are those moments of special opportunity for bluefin tuna, albacore, white sea bass, and other exotics coming within reach. And the captain will announce any planned trips for those species. This is Captain James Smith. If you're ready for our great on-the-water fishing experience, look no further. Give me a call at 510-417-5557. I'd love to show you Bay Area fishing at its finest. To book a trip or find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on either the Caldon 1 or Caldon 2, give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check them out on the web at CaliforniaDawn.com. Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. France is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Marantz offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive Advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Introducing Blue Compass RV, formerly Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Whether you're a seasoned RVer or just starting out, Blue Compass RV has everything you need to hit the road in style. With seven locations in California, including Manteca, Sacramento, Anderson, Bakersfield, Palm Desert, San Marcos, and Santee, and 107 locations across the United States, you're covered when it's time for a new or used recreational vehicle. Get upgrades, accessories, repairs, or warranty work at any of the dealers. Talk about convenient, it doesn't get any easier. From top-of-the-line RVs to the expert staff, competitive pricing, and service department, Blue Compass RV is ready to help find a perfect vehicle for your next adventure with factory authorized clearance every 2023 model must go visit one of the seven california rv centers and get an amazing deal on the rv of your dreams explore the freedom of the open road with blue compass rv check out bluecompassrv.com and here's another great tip from our friends at blue compass rv Here's the scenario. You've attended many of the local RV and dealer shows and you've visited models and checked out all the different floor plans thinking about actually That's owning one. Man. Well, go ahead and start making your plans because you got lots of steps along the way. The next step, 
Which RV is the perfect size and how will you know when you find it? Well, there's plenty to think about. How many are in your family? What do you need the RV for? What kind of activities, family activities, or just weekend camping? Where do you want to travel? How much can you afford? And the list goes on and on. Don't get one that's too small. Don't get one that's too big or you'll quickly regret your decision. Take your time and get one that meets all your needs. Probably most important is how big is your entourage? Are you going to travel as a couple? Are you planning on taking along the kids? Will you be doing a lot of traveling in the RV or will you camp only on weekends and holidays? Will you stay in RV parks with hookups or will you be dry camping in off-road situations? See. The answers don't really come quickly. It's a good idea to get brochures, to check out websites, to check out campgrounds and campsites throughout the area where you live. Talk to your friends and then the big question, what can you afford? Only when you think you know which item you want, which RV you want, what style, what amenities, and what price you can take on, then go talk to your dealer and get ready for more to think about at that time. It's all part of the fun of being an RV owner, and we've been through it all. You can too. If we survived and still enjoy it, you'll have a blast doing it too. Be sure to check out our friends at Blue Compass RV when it's time for you to make your move. With decades of experience fishing Northern California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean, YouTube's Alan Fong Outdoors brings the outdoors and fishing directly to you. It's your opportunity to learn from one of the best in the West. Here's Alan Fong, the Rod Father. Good morning, Mr. Fong. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing great. How you doing, Gimp? Not very good. Well, let's, we've been giving you crap already this <laughs> and morning. He, and he always said he's going to fall off the demo tank and wind up on crutches. That's yeah. why he wanted to quit. Yeah, he just can't jump out of a boat anymore, apparently. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's like three days ago I started feeling something in my left foot. But I've had other issues on that foot because that's where they did all the surgery on. And it just kept getting worse. And then the other day I couldn't even walk. Could not even stand up. <laughs> That mm. that sounds like no fun party, and it certainly isn't fishing. I sent him a note saying, "Hey, watched your video. I know you must be out fishing someplace." And he goes, "I'm at the X-ray center at Sutter right now." Yeah, it's always fun. That's <laughs> always fun. Alan, I don't know if since you were laid up, how much uh, if you watch much, uh, uh, you know, live TV on uh, you know live TV bass tournaments last week, but um, those guys look. They look like they'd been listening to what you've been talking about with forward facing sonar. Oh, they're starting to pay attention, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're starting to pay attention, and they're uh, uh, they're they're you know, I mean, I had Terry Scroggins on my show this morning, and and he said, if you're not scoping, you're hoping. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I mean, you know, it's just a tool that lets you know that the fish are there. They let you know if they're not biting, so you have to change up. But, you know, it just gives you a lot of information that you could put to your use. You still have to know how to fish. Yeah. And still, but it's just such a a bonus for you if you learn how to use that thing. You know, it's so funny because there's a, there's a, there's a guy that's, that's very negative about forward facing sonar. It's got a YouTube channel and uh, yeah, his name's Randy Blockhead and he, uh, (laughs) he's in, uh, he's in Missouri. And uh, anyway, he's very anti, uh, no, not high Randy. 
Uh, you're an idiot, Randy. Um, you know, so anyway, he's uh, he's very anti-forward facing sonar, and he did an article uh, or a video this week on his YouTube channel talking about how forward facing sonar is killing tackle sales across the country. And I'm thinking, man, it, you're going to need five more gondolas for the tackle that's coming out for forward facing sonar. I just talked to you yeah. last week about this. I just did a little digging around. Our pure fishing sponsorship is coming back up. They have again. a whole line of baits and I can't believe how fast these companies are moving to get full forward sonar lures out on the market right now. What do well, these, what they're doing? They're putting the coating on these lures so you could see it on your forward facing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bigger lead heads, bigger lead heads. So, you know, a little bit bigger lead head, you're going to see it a lot better on your sonar. And so it's kind of cool, but, you know, I, I just love that, you know, his take is forward facing sonar is killing tackle sales in America. And I'm, I'm looking at it going, dude, I'm going to need five more tackle boxes just to carry the stuff that I'm going to, I'm going to put in my boat that, that, you know, that I've never had before to uh to fish this technique yeah it there's so much talk about it in it and what i think one of the biggest issues ken is that it's hard to learn hard <clears throat> to understand once you get get it and understand it because a lot of times the screen looks so jumbled but i know what i'm looking at i know what i'm seeing because you're not always going to see a perfect picture right sometimes it's really hashed up and you have to know what you're looking at you know and all it is is just time you got to play with it you got to pull with it and when you see these little things in that trash you know what it is i do the same thing on 2d right. trash gumbo all over the place but i see them and i know and i understand exactly so a lot well yeah, and, and you know one of the things that a lot of people use and especially the bass guys use forward facing sonar the the fastest thing you need to learn is in hunting all my you know i knew the difference between 30 and 50 yards you know, so you have to know, you have to know distance, uh, but you have to be able to see that bait and you have to figure out, you know, the one thing you really need to learn is casting that bait in front of the boat or putting that bait in, you know, in position of the fish, but, but being able to know where your sonar is reading and, and putting that bait in front of that sonar. That's the problem I have when I go out there, but I'm only using sides, you know, sides, yeah. looking at everything from the side, looking from top down. And I don't have any forward facing on mine, right. but I still get the idea. I see them out there, yep. but I'm beating myself over the head. How far how is far? that really? And where do I really need to place it? Yeah, how it? far behind, how far out? And, and that's that's one of the learning curves to forward facing sonar for sure. Alan, yeah, you, need, you, know you need to take me out for a day, Alan. I used it for kokanee fishing, and I just followed them around. You know, and, and any fish that suspends, it's easier to learn how to use that you know, forward facing. If it's suspending, you're going to be able to see them clear as day. Crappie, kokanee, mm-hmm. trout, all those kind of fish. It's really easy. And anything that glues to the bottom is a little more difficult. Right. So, right. But it's it's a technology. I think they're going to get it to where it looks wider because sometimes if the wind's blowing, the boat's moving a lot, it's hard to get it in that cone. It's very hard. I don't think it's as wide as they say it is. It doesn't act. <laughs> Sometimes I don't think it's wide at all. I'm like, that was the perfect cast. Where's my bait? You know, and- I can't see it. See, so there's something, and I hear um, words that they're going to start making it. So they're going to use it for guys that trout, throw kokanee fish, where you could set it up in the back and see your four downriggers on the screen. That's so something I'm waiting for right there. Yeah. It's changing. 
So well, and, and scout mode and a lot of other things would be, you know, I mean, there's so much to it that I don't necessarily know we're using. But look where they're going and look how fast they're moving. What's going to happen next? And it's not going to be long till it happens next. There's going to be another major <laughs> jump here pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, and, yeah. and Lawrence is on the forefront of uh, of all of it, which is so cool. Yeah, they will. I mean, there's just it's just like computers, cell phones, and everything else. Everything just keeps moving on. Hey, with your uh, with your uh, you know on the water instruction with electronics, are you only doing Lawrence? I got asked this the other day. Are you only doing Lawrence customers, or uh, are you are you pretty versed of running Garmin's and some of the other units too? I'm getting there. You know, I'm well good enough to actually help someone if, you know, if they don't know anything. And then sometimes, like I was out with a customer with Garmin a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, we pretty much, he kind of had the feel for it, but there's some little things that I could touch up. Touch up. It's just trying to find the buttons where they're at. <laughs> exactly Garmin's right. harder because it's got more buttons to control where Lawrence and Hummingbird don't have as many of those functions. Well, yeah. Trust so. me, from my perspective, there's plenty of buttons on these. Yeah, yeah, the funny part is, is if I had to run it, and I've ran Lawrence's for so long, if I had to run anybody else's unit, my answer would be, you need to buy a new unit, sir. Get me an uh, X15. I'll show yeah, you. How yeah. It's right. Going. You know, I mean, I mean, you're going to need a live 12 here because yeah. yeah, we just can't do this today, but yeah. Warren's got Garmin live on his. So I fool around with it all the time. So. Yeah. Well, I was just kind of wondering if you were just one brand specific or able to help with all of them. Uh, I'm best on Lawrence, obviously. Yeah. But I all, but I'm better better with the Lawrence. Gotcha. Alan, lots of interest in crappie fishing out there too, and this is another place where forward facing sonar really works. Are you hearing anything about Delta crappie right now? I'm seeing some monsters. I got a picture sent to me by Dave Hurley with Western Outdoor News. A three eight or a three six crappie came in. Nope, haven't been, haven't heard too much. Uh, the Sacramento side of Delta is like gone. So where I was up there by uh, Prospect Slough and Liberty, it's done because the bypass flooded. That's all like a mud hole right now. So the place you want to fish is the McCollum still doable. It's like 10 or 12 inch visibility and the San Joaquin River is still pretty decent. So anywhere on that side, if you know where to go, um, I know guys are catching them in whiskey slew and those slews. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, dude. I wasn't going <laughs> to drop that bomb. You could I, probably catch them, you know, sycamore and those slews like that, but stay off to the sack side because you're wasting your time. You notice every slew Alan's telling you that they're catching them in, Sep, is a dead-end slew. And I wonder why. Because clear water, the clear bait, water stays in those dead-end slews. They so. trap bait back in yes, there. So. I'm looking at this photo right now, and uh, it's a 3.37-pound crappie that's an impressive out of comanche no less yeah and uh and and you know i mean alan you're right that center of the delta always always tends to stay with a little bit clearer water um got to stay out of the big lakes because they you know they get dirty with the wind the wind blows but uh that whiskey area and all that stuff's always had some fishable water this time of year yeah i'd be down there looking around you know, when this weather clears up, hopefully I'll get back on my feet, according to the doctors, within about a week. So I'll be on the water. <laughs> Fish have a break this week. If anybody's got one of those <laughs> wheelchair loading ramps, uh, we could certainly get Alan on the water a little sooner. Yeah, no, we can we can do that. I offered but... to carry him up the stairs, but he decided to stay at home this morning and not join us in the studio. Well, yeah, at least he called in. 
I probably would make it down. Oh, you'd make it down. It's just when you stop rolling. <laughs> yeah, where where you stop. Well, it's uh, at least he called in, and, and it, it, it's always fun to get to talk to you. Sepp's going to Shasta uh, on Monday, so uh, we'll, we should get a full oh, report. Oh, I hear they're doing good, so you should do good. Oh, we you will know? do good. we got a great guide with every tool in that boat, probably more tools in his boat than I've got in mine. Yeah, it should be fun. He's going to he's gonna be... He's going to be telling everybody on next Saturday's show that they need to be at Lake Shasta. I, undoubtedly. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, if you I'm haven't sure. – go ahead, Alan. I'm sure he'll be posting some pictures. Oh, you can bet on that. They'll be, I'll be sending them directly to you 10 seconds after I catch them <laughs> to both of you guys. Well, folks, if you haven't paid attention to Alan Fong Outdoors on the YouTube channel, you really need to. I watched it uh, last night and uh, – discovered that things are a little cool a little calm down there a lot of crap in the water coming down the systems and a little off color but uh things will undoubtedly change you got about four or five days of good weather right now before the next chance of a shower is that going to be enough time to clean it up and get things action i think just you know people just have to calm down just wait and this spring it's going to all heck going to break loose you know just patient those fish love it when all this Water comes through, flushes the system out, and when spring comes around, you know, it's going to be unbelievable. You can go wherever you want. Folks, if you haven't got a subscription net on YouTube for Alan Fong Outdoors, you need to go over there and click on it right now so that you get it popping up every week right on your desktop or your laptop or your telephone, wherever you want it. And he shares every week information on where the hot spots are, what you should be doing, and how you can catch more fish. Alan, we always appreciate you hooking up with us. Good luck with your foot. I hope you can get on the water real soon again. You have a great one, and thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, See you guys. You got it. Alan Fong with Alan Fong Outdoors. Quick break right now. We come back. Mike Ogney's got some great stuff from the Golden State Salmon Association. Maybe some good news, maybe some bad news. We'll find out soon. Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? Hey, we've got some good news. California Sportsman's now on Instagram. Just look up California Sportsman and we'll pop right up. Check out photos and videos of some of your favorite fishermen, and you can get an inside look at what it's like to be in the studio with us. Check us out on Instagram at California Sportsman. That's California Sportsman on Instagram. No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon. Their trained sales staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fish and Marine. For boaters who settle for nothing but the best, go boldly with Mercury. California salmon are more than just a fish. They're a way of life. They're a vital part of our economy, our environment, and our culture. But they're in peril facing tough times. That's why the Golden State Salmon Association is working hard. We're a group of fishermen, environmentalists, businesses, and families who believe that salmon are essential for California's future. 
GSSA is working tirelessly to restore and protect this iconic species for generations to come. Visit goldenstatesalmon.org to learn more. And joining us now is our good friend, Mr. Mike Ogney with the Golden State Salmon Association, one of their board members. Good morning, Michael. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Sorry to call you, Michael. I know your wife is the one that calls you that, and your mother probably did, too, when she was ticked it, off. It, it. Yeah, it, it's it's Michael. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least she doesn't throw it, in yeah, the middle. raises the hair in the it's, back of your neck. Like, it's when the middle name comes out with it, you know you're up a creek. Exactly. Yeah, you know, a little bit on you guys being on Instagram and stuff, you know, except there's a reason that you're on the radio and not TV. Yeah, I know. It's big time. That's <laughs> got the perfect voice for TV. Well, hey, I got to wear two different hats in this segment. So let's start with my GSSA hat. All right. Um, the um, we uh, G G G G S S A filed a lawsuit against the uh, Bureau of Reclamation along with some other environmental groups regarding the uh, Delta Tunnel this past week. We're trying to not only hold it up, we're demanding a true uh, environmental impact report on this, not one that's just been glossed over and rubber-stamped by the uh, borough and uh, whatever fishery organizations and stuff through the federal government. Um, And that's, you know, it's not not unexpected news, but it's good news because everything we can do to delay this project, to be sure that proper environmental regulations are followed. We have so many salmon runs that are both endangered and threatened and getting worse off every single year throughout our river system. We can't afford Sites Reservoir or the Delta Tunnel or anything else. Um, in your last segment, Alan was talking about how these big flows just jump charge everything. The fisheries just explode. The, the delta gets flushed out, blah, 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 blah. We need, we need more of that. We don't need less of that and, and creating more water diversion. It's just going to kill everything. Um, another thing that we're really happy to see, and the governor's um, Gavin Newsom announced a salmon recovery plan, which, you know, everybody in the industry just kind of like, you know, takes with a, a, a tablespoon of salt. I, I read it and I laughed my way through it saying, do you really think that we believe you're going to do this? They're going to spend millions yeah. on what? Studies. Oh, great. Well, that it, makes it, an immediate change. That's an immediate or, change, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, and trap and haul where you where you trap adult salmon, bring them above dams, let them swim up in the tributaries, whether that's the Yuba or the McLeod or, um, you know, it, it costs hundreds of millions of dollars. Because then you got to catch their babies in screw traps, put them back in a truck, drive them downstream below the dam and let them go. It just, it's just asinine. Yeah, we have created an asinine environment for a lot of this stuff. There's no doubt about exactly. it. Exactly. But I'm happy to report that one of GSSA's um, big programs that we've been pushing for for a long time is the bypass around the Thermolito After Bay below Oroville Dam. That would restore approximately 18 miles of cold river flows below Thermolito. Where Thermolito comes in, it releases hot water into the river. Then the rice farmers and other farmers throughout the valley then take it out. Well, that thermal pollution is killing the, the salmon runs below Thermolito. If we could get it to where we're not asking for the farmers to stop diverting water, we're not you know, asking for that whatsoever. 
we want them to continue getting water and, and, and those communities thrive. We're just asking for cold flows to get released in. And that's what the Thermolito After Bay uh, project would entail. And that's low hanging fruit. and could be really beneficial for, for the Feather River. And then um, I'm going to talk briefly. There's, you know, up at ISE and other places where I run into the public and our fellow board of directors run into the public. A lot of people are here like, wow, we got a lot of jack salmon back in. And there's these rumors, you know, uh, the McQuallamy returns. And there's rumors that we might be able to fish next year. And that's where I got to take my 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 GSSA hat off and just put my Mike Ogney, you know, three decades long salmon advocate hat on because we don't advocate four seasons with GSSA. We we concentrate on the fishery, the habitat and hatcheries. And that's our main concentration. We don't get involved in the salmon season setting process. So I want to be clear on that. But as a as a layman, what people have to understand is we saw a lot of jack salmon, which portends to a really good return next year. Not, a, you know, not a, it wasn't a huge jack return, but those were fish were that were probably mainly coming from the feather in the American rivers. What people have to understand is the most, the biggest producer of salmon in the Central Valley is the Upper Sac River, and because of the Bureau of Reclamation releasing hot water off of Shasta Dam. In 2020 and 2021, they killed all the salmon runs up there. So our most important fishery collapsed from 70 to 100,000 fish to less than 1,000 fish last year. They only counted 111 uh, fall run reds. And it was just a complete disaster of a return, which every guide and every knowledgeable person up there will tell you. And it's just... um, if we open up the ocean fishery, we could impact the recovery of the upper sack. So to me, it's like we got to get the upper sack recovered and reseeded with naturally producing salmon with cold flows. And that's when the fishery is, is going to uh, uh, recover. We can't give the uh, Newsom the, 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 the political talking points to like, well, salmon season open for two weeks this year what are you talking about i'm helping it recover that's what he's going to be talking about now what we need to do is get this fishery truly recovered and there's talk of bubble fisheries down in the feather in the american where guides might and and sport anglers um will be able to to go salmon fishing and that's some of the talk that's out there now so let me just take that hat off and i got one more little thing that i found i'm going to go quick so over at Coleman, they, uh, they they had a little post here at the Coleman uh, Fish Hatchery down in Tehama County. They're working with the, the California Department of Fish and Wildlife for for trout in the classroom. And this and this is it's a small program run through six classrooms where they put aquariums in these classrooms and they raise salmon to teach students the importance of of cold water and clean habitat that salmon need to recover. And my suggestion is is that. If we could get one of these aquariums in Gavin Newsom's office and Chuck Bonham's office, we might we might be able to teach them a little bit about about thermal pollution and regular pollution and get our salmon recovered. Yeah, I I've got even more on this on this thermal pollution stuff. You know, I I got the announcement of four hundred forty five thousand brood year steelhead are being dumped into the feather. I 
hope they got the right water temperatures there when they start doing some of these things. And I hope we that, had, because we're not fishing them, nobody's catching steelhead, and they're putting in half a million. I don't get reports from guys, hey, Sep, it's great over on the feather this year. What's happening to all these fish? I'm sure it was the thermal situation for the last few years, and they've got to go like mad. And these they've cranked out more fish than this. 445,000 are going in now. But they've had up to 700,000 put into the systems. Where are they? Where did they go? Are we just going to go through these steps and put them in the water and let them die like we did with salmon for so many years? And obviously we're doing with steelhead too. I I know it's a tough game to play when water is tight. But when water is tight, you don't make more reservoirs and you don't do more diversions. You take care of the natural resources of the state and the people of the state, number one. Maybe not the farmers and everybody else. I know we all got to eat, but there's got to be a way of proper balance of all this. And it doesn't seem that there's the heart to make that all work out. Mike, I'm glad there's the Golden State Salmon Association fighting for our fisheries out there. I hope that our governor is being up front when he says these things. But I read through that, and I also read through the U.S. Department of what Commerce, some of their stuff, and I just shake my head like, this is all political jargon and <clears throat> starts with a B and ends with an S. Yes. <laughs> Michael, thanks for sharing with our listeners today. We will have more, certainly. I appreciate you very much. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Roll it. Golden State Salmon Association, a group working together. Fishermen, charter boat captains, river guides, and people from all walks of life who care. All with a single objective, to restore and maintain California salmon for their economic, recreational, commercial, cultural, and health values. GSSA's ongoing mission is to develop and implement policies and projects targeted to improve salmon survival rates for the benefit of all people, wildlife, and communities. With your help, populations can thrive in our rivers and ocean. Learn more about supporting GSSA at goldenstatesalmon.org. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. Coming up next... Lowrance is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lowrance marine electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Manteca, Sacramento, Fairfield, and Rockland have it all. And their trained cell staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lowrance Electronics providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lowrance live in the full line of Lowrance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. 
Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsmen. Quail Point's bird season is underway. We're planting pheasants, quail, and chucker Wednesday through Sunday from 8 to 3 through March. Come out and do some day shoots or purchase a bird guard. Quail Point's a great place to bring the family. If you have young kids not ready to carry a shotgun, have them bring their BB gun and walk the field with you. It's a great way to work on gun safety, and it's way more fun than just walk. Take a break off and on. Let them get some shots in, carry some birds in their vest, and get in on the action. If you have any questions, check out quailpoint.com or give us a call at 530 735 6217. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsmen and Ultimate Bass are now live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. Listen to the show whenever or wherever you want on iTunes or any platform you get your podcasts. Ultimate Bass at 5 a.m. and California Sportsmen from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. All a part of SEPS Saturday Morning Outdoors. California Sportsmen and Ultimate Bass, Saturday mornings from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. and on iTunes. Now, now there's, there's no reason, reason to miss a single show. And now, more California Sportsman with Seth Henderson. Hey, we're back, and we've got a whole second hour here for you. We're going to be checking in with Ricky Acosta with Feed and Frenzy in just a minute. I think he's hiding out over in Montezuma Slough looking for some sturgeon this morning. We'll check in with him live. Senior Tuna is going to hook up with us. Long and short-range action. Well, I bet it's real long action out there right now, but he's going to be taking a three-day Next week, he'll be gone next weekend. He'll tell you about what he's going to be targeting. And Nate Kelsch, he's been at Comanche. I don't know if he's out there today. He probably is. And he has been catching some pigs. We'll let him tell you all about it, including a big old eight-pounder that came rolling in that looked pretty impressive. And we've got James Stone from the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association. He's got some updates for you on steelhead planting, the Klamath dams, and maybe some info on ocean and river salmon, the possibilities, maybe not a possibility, of whether they'd be a season or not. We don't know yet. Dave Hurley from Western Outdoor News has got some great opportunities for you, too. But let's get started right now by heading to the water and go live on the water, climbing on board with Feed and Frenzy Guide Service or Sport Fishing, Captain Ricky Acosta. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, Seth. Good morning, Kent. Well, tell us about it. What's going on out there? Are you in Montezuma? I am. I'm not sure how you figured that out, but uh, that's where I'm starting this morning. We now. have a tracker on you. We got one of those. That's I left funny. it in your boat the last time I was there. I know yeah. where you fish every day now. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we just dropped the anchor. I'm in the middle of casting everything out. And there's a couple fish um, just kind of waiting on uh, the tide here and trying to pick up some bonus fish before the incoming tide is what I'm trying to do in here. Well, it's a good opportunity to have that kind of a bonus opportunity before the tides really settle in and get right for you you know we were we talked to jay lopes he's the one that told us where you were heading this morning he's a <laughs> he decided to head over to folsom do a little king salmon trolling this morning and i don't blame yeah him. i was i was talking to him on the phone this morning i was yeah i said big trout guy you know his practice makes perfect you know give him a hard time <laughs> well tell us about it what's been going on with sturgeon i know you've been out a couple of times lately yeah the fishing's been good um I mean, there's a lot of fresh water. The water has dropped a little bit uh, as far as temperature goes since the last time we were out. But um, last trip, we had two double hookups and uh, plenty of action throughout the day. So the fish are biting, um, catching fish in the slot, shakers, oversized, a little bit of everything. And it's only going to get better as uh, the water conditions start to kind of level out here. Is this a bunch of water coming down at this time? Is it moving the fish closer to the bay, or are they heading upstream a little bit with the water influx that we're experiencing? 
honestly a little bit of both. Some of the fish push down to the bay and, and get in on that herring spawn, and then some of them push into the river. The, the river's loaded with sturgeon. If you go sit along the uh, the banks or drive the river road, I promise you you're going to see some sturgeon jumping. So they go both ways, and then a good chunk of them also stay right here in the delta. Um, you know, some are going to push into the sloughs. The water temperature, you know, is going to vary out in the big open water compared to the sloughs. You're going to start having the duck clubs dumping their fields. Um, so the, the fish are going to spread out and find new areas to feed. Uh, the only thing we're really dealing with this morning is the amount of debris on top. Well, the, the amount of debris up there has got to be causing a problem with uh, does the grass and everything catch and then slide all the way down to your offering? exactly it hasn't been like that uh thus far some of the some of the areas are you just have to kind of move out of there um i don't think i've been fishing long enough to know if i'm going to get grassed out but the toolies on the surface are just it's kind of it's it's dirty it is the dirty delta today i promise you that well the dirty delta usually puts out from the high fish too it's from the high winds (laughs) we get high water high winds it clears those old dead broken toolies out of the islands and uh, along the bank, and then they go out with the tides. When I talked to Jay earlier today, he was talking about the fish hanging in the mid-range. They aren't down deep. They aren't into the shallows. If you're moving into some of these sloughs, you're obviously fishing kind of shallow water. Uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I'm I'm fishing in 33 foot right now. Um, the other day, most of our action was between 28 and 33 foot. So uh, I guess I'm kind of right in the, the same zone Jay's talking about. Um, that's that's where they're happy it seems to be i mean there's you can go scan the deeper holes you know 40 50 foot holes and it just seems like those fish are still suspended up you know around that 28 to 30 foot mark so you start putting the ground right below their chin where they're feeding and that's when you start having good success well, i imagine the clients are pretty excited when they hook one whether it's a keeper size or oversized or undersized they all give you a great battle oh 100 percent. and i mean and it's funny because you get people on the boat and they're like, oh, man, that fish, you know, it's a 33-inch sturgeon. To us, it's a Dink. small sturgeon. But to them, they've never caught a 33-inch fish before, you know. So uh, there, there's something special about sturgeon. Um, they're they're cool looking. They fight hard. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of that trophy fish everyone uh, wants to catch. Well, today it's 710 right now. What is going to be your peak period of opportunity when your tide is perfect for the best part of the action uh i i think we'll probably have a shot here on this outgo around you know 8 30 on to the the end of it you know 8 30 to say 10 o'clock and then uh once that incoming gets gets going it seems like they wanted max tide max flow and a little bit uh closer to the top of the tide so then again from say noon noon to 2 30 um we should have another exceptional bite window but we've been catching them all throughout the day you just you get those bite windows and next thing you know you you hook six fish in in two hours and then it slows down you go to just getting one bite an hour um so you kind of get spoiled during those bite windows and luckily enough the fish have been biting well to where if you miss a bite or you lose a fish it's really not that big of a deal you just wait for the next bite feeding frenzy sport fishing captain ricky acosta give them all the info they need so they can get out there and share some great sturgeon action with you yeah, guys, you can give me a call at 916-214-5074 or on Facebook and Instagram at Feeding Frenzy.
sport fishing. That number again, folks, 916-214-5074. Don't waste time. Climb on board with Feed and Frenzy and catch yourself a sturgeon or two along the way. Ricky, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. If you hook up, give us a shout back. Let us know what's happening out there. All right, guys. Take care. All right. You do the same, my friend. Well, Mr. Brown, I didn't win a gun from Gun Owners of California. No, you didn't. Maybe next week. And we thought we won, Sep. We thought we won last week, but the Ninth Circuit Court did it again. They reinstated California's ammo background and registration laws. Uh, Governors California and California Rifle and Pistol Association has asked uh, the Ninth to overturn that stay. Situation's changing quickly, so stay tuned. Make sure that you're on the Gun Owners of California website. Uh, There's and, just uh, some people that don't like the Constitution, that's apparently. That's exactly right. And they're uh, they're definitely out there uh, fighting for your Second Amendment rights. So make sure that you're uh, supporting them at GunOwnersCA.com. Um, winner number six, the 2024 Gun Owners of California, 52 guns, 52 weeks raffles, not SEP. It's ticket number 1139. That's Jacob Weigand of Upland, California. You've got a, a Keltec Sub 2000 pistol caliber nine uh, millimeters. So they're going to be sending you down to guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville to do all the proper paperwork on that one. 2024, the 49th year of fighting for your gun rights is America's oldest pro-gun political action committee. Are you looking for the biggest and best fishing opportunities for trout, kokanee, and landlocked king salmon? Look no further than Nate Kelsch of Big Nate's Guide Service. Specializing in trolling techniques with all the latest in electronics, Nate knows the best spots at Berryessa, Comanche, Pardee, New Maloney's, and more. Hi, I'm Captain Nate Kelsch of Big Nate's Guide Service, and I want to invite you to join me for some of Northern California's best trout, kokanee, and king salmon action, as well as other species. Come on out, jump on board, and let's go make some memories. Big Nate's guide service 916-860-9180 that's 916-860-9180 hey we've got some good news california sportsman's now on instagram just look up california sportsman and we'll pop right up check out photos and videos of some of your favorite fishermen and you can get an inside look at what it's like to be in the studio with us check us out on instagram at california sportsman that's california sportsman on instagram if you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Banteca, Fairfield, and Rockland all carry a full selection of gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at Fisherman's Warehouse. Warehouse.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. You know, Steve Carson's not going to be joining us on the air next week. He's going to be out playing, looking for food for you, I think. Is that what he's going to be doing? <clears throat> well, so. you know. We could actually go to If I'd have known Carson and I could have hooked up, since I'm going to be in San Diego next week, so oh, really? I probably would have drove and not flown, but, you know. Well, they have ice chests that can go Yes, they planes. do. They do. I, it's just yeah, one the true. size of a freezer isn't going to work for it's you. It's a little pricey. <laughs> it's a little pricey. What's going on, Tuna? He's not with us yet. Oh, he's not? But joining us right now is the man from Penn Fishing University. He's the director of Penn Fishing Universities and our good friend, Senior Tuna. Good morning, Tuna. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, now I'm here, but uh, 
we will probably not be catching any tuna next week. All right. Well, then I don't feel so bad. It's possible. It's possible, but, but not likely. We're not really looking for them. It's not what the trip is going to be focusing on. Um, that means he'll definitely it, hook up. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's, it's what they call a colonette trip for this time of year because, of course, in U.S. waters, uh, the rockfish seas at Rockfish and Lincoln are closed. But in Mexico, they're open all year. And it's it's really excellent fishing down there. So we'll go down to the area of uh, of uh, Punta Colonet, and that's about 125 or so, 150 miles below the border. And uh, on day one, we'll probably fish for yellowtail. They've been biting pretty well. Of course, this nobody's really been out in this weather the last couple of days. So fish being fish, it could change. But we'll probably fish for yellowtail the first day, and we will probably look for rockfish on lingcod the second day. And uh, with luck, we'll get limits of both. And I plan to uh, to use this as kind of, since there's probably not going to be tuna, I'm going to take the opportunity to fish uh, the slow-pitch jigging technique uh, the entire trip. So um, ordinarily when the tuna are around, the gear is a little bit light for tuna. So, um, and I, of course, get a little distracted when they're around. So this will be a great opportunity for me just to, uh, you know, to, to dial in the technique and um, be ready for the season. When do you take off on this trip? Uh, for, uh, uh, the 15th. What day is that? Help me out here. That that's is, Thursday. That's Thursday. Yeah. So you're heading out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you're coming in late Sunday, I would imagine. Uh, it'll probably be early Sunday, and uh, looking at the weather, again, knock on wood, as he knocks on wood, um, we may encounter a little bit of rain coming in, coming home, which is okay. I'll just be hiding in my bunk anyway. But uh, we, we, we appear to be getting lucky on the weather for the remainder of the trip. Well, I saw enough uh, photographs and video of uh, the flooding you had down there. It should have raised the level of the ocean the way I see it. Yeah, I was actually driving along the bluff above the uh, uh, above the surf yesterday and looking down, and uh, definitely uh, a a ugly, ugly brown tinge to the usually beautiful blue surf we have here in Carlsbad. And uh, a couple of my neighbor kids are surfer dudes, more than a couple of them, like all of them. Um, and I told them, I said, you know what, guys, just stay out of the water for at least a week because you do not want to know what's been washed into the water uh, with, with all the flooding. So, um, but in the long run, it's good, for the, it's good for the fishing because it washes all kinds of nutrients into the water, and the big waves kind of churn up the, uh, the crabs and the worms and the things that are, that are buried in there and uh, gives the fish an opportunity to fatten up on them. And so, uh, you know, for the course of the year, this is going to be really, really good for the fishing. As far as the local fishing on the boats, with the rockfish closed, about the the only things that are legal are the bass and the sculpin and the whitefish, and that's actually been pretty good. You know, nothing big, nothing glamorous, but pretty good numbers on the days that the boats can get out between the weather windows. And uh, other than that, the the big boats uh, like the XL have been going way way down, like literally eight hundred a thousand miles south, and uh, doing very well on the on the. Not the giant tuna, but like the 90 to 150 pound tuna, doing very well on them. Doing doing very well on the uh, on the wahoo, 
and I was actually at the landing yesterday also, and uh, the Royal Polaris was taken off for another long trip. Who knows where they're going to end up? So there's still fishing to be had, and, um, you know, it's just if, uh, if you just want to stay low till the weather is over, then that's cool too. Well, have you got any more sports shows in front of you? Well, of course, for, for me, the big the PCS show, that stands for Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show, um, that is um, going to be March 7th through 10. Oh, and I'm squeezing a Costa Rica trip in right before that. But, uh, but uh, yeah, the PCS show, if you are into saltwater fishing, uh, and apparently we're going to allow the, the freshwater fishermen into the building this year. That's what that I heard. wasn't my decision. <laughs> I, I, I voted against it, but I was overruled. Um, but yeah, so there'll be a lot of, um, of, of freshwater booths and freshwater boats there. Um, so that's going to be in Orange County at the Orange County Fairgrounds, March 7 to 10. If it's anything like last year, it's going to be jamming busy. Well, that's what everybody needs, another Pacific sports show down in that neck of the woods. You guys are busy. Isn't Long Beach coming up here pretty soon, Long too? Beach is done. You missed that one. Long Del Mar, Del Mar, Del Mar and San Diego. Del Mar and San Diego is right. next week um, when Tuna's going be, fishing. And you'll be in all I of will be there. I will be in Del Mar for three days. Uh, and then uh, and then we've got a grand opening of a, of a new store in Irvine, which I think Tuna will probably be roped into a day or two at, I'm sure. Uh, at least a day or two, yes. Um, uh, you know, the, the the exact grand opening date is apparently still, uh, you know, set in, in uh, rapidly hardening cement, but not done. I'll but, yeah. send you that. I'll send you that date, too. But except now on your trip to Disneyland uh, and, and everything you're going to do there in Orange County, you'll actually be able to go to Bass Pro Shops. I'd rather go to Bass Pro Shops. I know you would. I know you would. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be at the Bass Pro that, that is open. In uh, um, Rancho Cucamonga, that following weekend after the PCS show, gotcha. That's going to be the uh, weekend of March 16 and 17. I will be there for Spring Fishing and, Fair. So yeah, yeah, Spring Fishing Classic. Yeah, and, uh, that you know that's been my home store for a long time, my home Bass Pro. And uh, what's going to happen when the when the other store opens? Uh, We're going to clone okay. you. Those decisions are made above my pay grade. Yes, they are. <laughs> you know, I, tell, I tell you, I hear you guys talking about all these opportunities and all these shows and everything that's going on out there. I'm so glad that I don't have to do all that nowadays. You sound you sound like a negative, grumpy old man. No, I'm not negative about it. I'm happy as hell that I don't have to do it. Yeah, we'll be there. You'd like to change spots with me. I yeah, think. we'll be there. Like it's going to be fun. Uh, it'll be an opportunity, that's for sure. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Tuna, I know you're going to have a great time next week, and I look forward to the report after it. I'll get somebody to fill in for you next time so you can go out there and uh, just cleanse your mind and clean some fish on the way back in. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Steve. We appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you again week after next, my friend. All right, talk to you then. Thank you. Steve Carson, senior tuna, one of the most knowledgeable saltwater anglers that are out there. Yeah, he is. He's also got a lot of ice chests. He's well, he's uh he's gonna be busy, except with uh with trying to squeeze these fishing trips in and that PCS show's really gonna be well attended this year and, and it's a lot of excitement, a lot How of talk. How many years about has it. that show been around? About three. So it was a three or four somewhere fledgling when COVID started popping. It kind of was, and it and it kind of uh, it kind of gathered up all the saltwater anglers and companies and um, moved them out of Long Beach. It, there's a big there's a big war going.
going on down there. You and I have seen sports show wars throughout our career, and, and the boys in SoCal are in the middle of one. Yeah, well, they've had them up here. They've had yes, them, they have. They've had and them up in the Pacific we've, Northwest. We've been told you're going to do this show, but you're not going to do that show uh, by sponsors and supporters and companies for many years. And we know how that works, and that's kind of what they they've got going on down there in SoCal. And um, hey, I don't care. Just you're just, sne- you're sneaking off to one of the small shows that's coming up. One, I'm the going first, to the first show I ever did. I ever met you in uh, Maryland, a, and I saw the photo. You were over with Fendleton and somebody else standing <laughs> across the room. I got to tell you, you look like a 98 pound weakling. I was actually, and uh, but you know what, Sep, we're uh, we are we're headed up to Anderson uh, for the NorCal show. That's the first weekend in March. Was the second and third, I think, that are the dates, but. Um, I haven't been to that show. Well, since Ron and Lynn Gillis were running it. I was there the last year they had it. It was for sale, and they introduced it, me right. to the new owner, and that was Yeah, that. to Joe Pate, who has it now, and uh, and he runs a lot of shows through the Pacific Northwest. But I haven't been up there. Going to get to go hang up with uh, our, a couple of our dealers up there, but we'll hang out with Phil Mitsueda. And uh, I told Phil when I saw him last week at Lake Shasta that I was going to be up for a couple of days at the show. And first thing he wanted to do was get me on the demo tank, and I went, yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, but I'll be in the boat booth. And the second thing he said, how about we have dinner Saturday night at Jack's? And that was a bonus. So I'll yeah, I'm going to have, I'd show up for that. I'm going to have dinner with Phil at Jack's on Saturday night when I'm up there. So yeah, it'd be fun. Smally wanted to spend the night. I could eat dinner. At Jack's. See, there you go. But yeah, it's uh should be fun. We're going to, I'm looking forward to doing the show. I haven't done the Anderson show in years. It for many years conflicted with long beach and I had to do long beach. What kind of conflicts do you have with August? Early on, early on. No, I can't see that far. Why? Where are you going? Um, I just happened to talk to a guy yesterday that uh, told me Alaska? about no, the the water is be shut down on the Sacramento River from April first to August first. Shut it's down. Just the way they do it. They get down to minimum flow. Oh. They just don't dump. Right. Well, that four months, nobody fishes. Nobody's drifting. Yeah, I booked. August 1st and August 2nd. Is that is that a midweek deal? I don't know, and I don't care. Well, it's only about 118 in Reading, then. That would be great. It doesn't matter. You know how many... <laughs> you're going to be sitting on the Sacramento River. Yeah. Cold water. All right. We can probably with do that. nonstop trout action. I'll read it to you later on, what he wrote me. He goes, you're going over fish that haven't heard or seen a boat for four months. Nice. Nice. That's the kind of place I need to fish. You know, we uh, we, we made, I made the mistake of, of booking my daughter's boyfriend for Christmas a trip on the Caldon 2 because he likes adventures. So <laughs> I can see this guy already. So we went, and he likes to fish. This is great. So we're, we're going to do that. My daughter loves to go, and we're going to go. So we went over to talk to James about the perfect date and when should we go, and let's get it on the calendar at the ISC show. Um, and, uh, I somehow managed to now have the entire boat booked, uh, for that Sunday. Um, nice you know, going. Yeah. What's yeah, a couple why, of grand? Why are you going to do the open load? So, um, yeah. So we're, we're putting together a group of fishing friends and some non-fishing friends to go on the Caldon too. I thought maybe you'd taken him out July. and you found out he needed a patch. No, no, we, he might, he might, but no. So we're, uh, I, I have the Caldon too booked in the summer as well. Um, for a Sunday. So we'll, we'll see how it all works Opportunity out. like that came along. He offered the first day of that, and I said, I'm jumping on that. Yeah. Just book it right now. And uh, 
I'll, I'll tell Marilyn the bad news later See, on. the problem with the first couple of weeks of August is, is that's frog tournament time at the Delta. So we, uh, we're always booked on the weekends for the frog derbies. Who cares? Well, Mark oh. Blanton, because he likes to see me there, hanging out with him. I think he and I are fishing that this year. So we're going to see what's going on. I wonder what kind of fish that is. Look at that fish on the screen right there. Except the folks can't see that fish. I Let's know. get back to radio It looks here. like a trout, Let's... but it looks like a gold striper, more like a trout. Exactly right. It's... Well, well, we've covered about everything, including what I'm going to be doing and what you're going to be up to. It is going to be a very busy time, but this gentleman we're going to be talking to next. Where is he? Is he at, is he at Berryessa? I don't, I don't is he know at if he's Comanche? at home or if he's at Comanche. I would bet money with a day like today he's sitting at Comanche trolling for big trout. Let's find out right now. Let's go live on the water with Nate Kels with Big Nate's Guide Service. Good morning, Nate. Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning. Where are you, partner? I am at Comanche this morning. And? And uh, we we literally just started to get our lines in, and we just uh, we just had our first fish hooked up, and it popped off. Oh, well, that's okay. The first one doesn't count anyway. That's just getting the line stretched out and ready to go for the day. Tell our listeners what's been going on out there since you caught that big eight-pounder. Well, we got eight-pounder yesterday. Another one? We did. We did. I, you know, we've been we've been blessed enough to get at least one fish five pounds or bigger each trip so far for the past two weeks. So, you know, definitely feeling blessed, and uh, fishing's been great to us. Well, what are your techniques? What are you doing out there to get into these fish? So, everything, but primarily I'm running uh, I'm running stick baits. I'm running Rapalas. I've been, uh, yesterday I started running some Crip lures, and they started working. Um, just a little something, a little bit more erratic that I can run at a slower speed. Um, grubs have been working. Uh, everything is still in the top 20 feet. Uh, you know, the, the colors... Bright colors are working great. Uh, I've, I've ran some trolling flies, like the uh, woolly buggers um, and, like, the olive pattern. They've been working good, too, for whatever reason. They didn't work yesterday. Um, yesterday just seemed to be all uh, stick baits and stick baits and grubs for us. So, you know, it's kind of just bring bring what you, what you really like to fish for trout right now. And as long as you're going between, I'd say, 1.7 and about, 2.3 miles an hour, you'll have yourself a good chance of getting some fish. Well, Nate, the opportunities out there are tremendous. They've got a planting program going on. They've got the pond program over there where they really put some big fish in there for people that want to fish from shore or for the kids or whatever that wants to fish out in that neck of the woods. But you've been hitting a lot of lakes lately that are really producing some nice fish. And we've already talked about Berryessa has turned over. Those 50-mile-an-hour winds finished that up for us, I'm sure, last Sunday. It, oh yeah! It was blowing like mad. Alan's reporting uh, trout jumping on the surface, greaves driving around off points, as well as schools of minnows just below the surface and in the marinas. So they're up, they're active, and there's going to be some big fish prowling the shore. How's the water level at Comanche? Is it pretty full? Comanche is uh, sitting at about eighty-five percent, eighty-five percent. So it's, it's you know we're right there. It'll it'll be full uh, for sure this year again. E- easy launching at both north and south shore. Easy launching, you know. Uh, today, well, I got I got burned pretty good. Got a couple of bass tournaments out here today. Nice. Well, that's always... yeah. You know, you know, you know these bass fishermen. They don't know how to launch their boat and get it out fast. You know what I mean? <laughs> really? <laughs> no, no, no. Really? No. What? The, the only part that sucked, we had to wait at the gate for about forty-five minutes in line to get in. Yeah. But, well, uh, forty-five after, minutes, after you could have drove. Every... You could have drove to the other side of the lake in forty-five minutes. That's your fault. <laughs> I should have. I yeah. didn't know. They, they they didn't give me a heads up. So 
No, it was everything was smooth. Everything was smooth. There was a ton of boats, and everyone was in and out of the water real quick. So it was it was a nice, easy transition this morning. Well, the, oppor- the opportunity to get on Comanche is just there for us, and you've got a great five days ahead of you. You're going to stay out there with this great weather pattern that we're going through right I, now? I will. You know, I actually I, uh, I had some clients that wanted to go to, uh, to Amador this week, too. We went out to Amador in the middle of that storm on Wednesday, and uh, we, we got into some nice fish out there as well. So, you know, the, the opportunities are out here for sure. Pardee opens up next week. And uh, I, I think Pardee is going to be really good as well. So you know, this is this is the best time to be on the water. That's for sure. I think Pardee opens up on Friday. Yeah. They, yep. Next Friday. And they allow they used to let campers in the day before, yeah, there's but no there's camping. no camping there this year, yeah. so they're not going to have that. I guess they're doing some more upgrades. They did great upgrades a few years ago. Just changed yeah. the whole facility. It's beautiful. But now they're going to do some more improvements. Too. Yeah. So I know yeah. that uh, they'll open to fishing next Friday. So they from, from what I. From what I was hearing, they uh, they weren't able to uh, to get something done. I think something with the water treatment facility or something, and they, they just weren't able to get it finished in time. So, you know, no camping this year, but, you know, the day use is still going to be great, and I think the lake will be fishing great. So, you know, you still want to go out there and give them, you know, give them some support, that's for sure. Well, and like we said last week, if you want to camp and you've got a camper and a motorhome or whatever, you want to camp close to all those lakes, you can go to Jackson Rancheria Casino. They've got a beautiful camp. One of the top up there. ten rated R V parks yeah. in the in the West. Yeah, and that puts you that puts you within about thirty minutes of any of those lakes. Well, folks, That's if it. you want some opportunities that uh, are just abundant as hell, get yourself over to Comanche. Get on to Pardee, get on Amador, get on Berryessa. It's all going to be happening, and I'll tell you where it's going to be happening. It's going to be happening on Shasta on Monday where I'm going to be fishing, and I'm looking forward to that. Nate, good luck to you and your clients out there today. I know that the uh, bright colors and the right speed is the answer to everything. Give them all the hookup info they need so they can find out more and talk to you about trips out there. Yeah. You know, guys, you can check me out on Facebook at uh, Big Nate's Guide Service. Um I, I've, now I have an Instagram. My wife's been working on that. She's been working on building me a website. I think that'll all be up and running within this week. Uh, I'm going to be all over the place, guys. The, the, the fishing's good at all these local lakes. Uh, give me a call. We'll go out there. We'll make some memories, put you on some fish, and have a great day on the water. And the number? It's 916-860-9180. Nate, have a great day on Comanche. I hope you and your clients have a wonderful day. You get into another pig, you give us a shout and let us know all about it. Hey, will do. Thanks, Seth. Appreciate it. All right. Have a great day on the water. Nate Kels with Big Nate's Guide Service. That number again, 916-860-9180. Hey, where's Get a Clue and the boss? She should be in here by now. Get a Clue. Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, tackle, fishing gear, or bait, you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. Hey, winter isn't over yet. Temperatures will change, but the days are definitely getting longer. So get ready. Now's the time to evaluate rods, reels, and tackle. 
Clean rods and load with new line. Last year's line? Mm-mm. Totally unacceptable. Reels need to be cleaned and lubed or taken in for repairs if needed. Organize tackle boxes and put your stuff in designated spaces. Buy what you need if you didn't already get it at the ISE show. So when it starts, you'll be ready. Another thing, make sure your fishing license is current so you're not running around the night before or worse yet, arriving at the water without it. Remember, licenses are now good year-round. Get a clue. Time to get your act together. Hey, take care of yourself. Stay safe and well. Till next week. You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. Founded in 1958, Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Megastore stocked the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers, and the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa in all Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, Fairfield, and Rockland. France is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Marantz offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Laurent's Chirp with SideScan and downscan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. If your passion is bass fishing, only one radio show has the action, information, and excitement of your favorite outdoor sport. Ultimate Bass, hosted by tournament bass pro and California Outdoor Hall of Famer Kent Brown, takes you live to where the fish are biting every Saturday morning. Only Ultimate Bass feeds your passion with the latest news, products, tips, and advice from the pros. Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown, Saturday mornings at 5 a.m. on Sacktown Sports 1140, part of SEP's Saturday Morning Outdoors. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan. Good morning, Kent. Good morning, Seth. How's it going, guys? Well, it's been one heck of a week. We've gotten all kinds of guns in 
I'm talking new guns. We got uh, SIG 320s in, three, SIG 365, MMP9 shields, and full-size guns. They all came in this week. It's been a heck of a week. So we got a lot of stuff for sale. We've gotten ammo in, coming in daily, starting to fill the shelves back up. Also got all kinds of fishing stuff coming in, new rod combos, uh, some good catfish combos and stuff. And with the good victory we had on the ammo, where there's no ammo registration right now, now's the time for everybody to run down and get the ammo they need before it goes back into effect. And we know it will because this is a great state of California. So with all the wet weather, only thing to do right has been go shooting in the range. So come on down, get your ammo, pick up your new gun, and let's go shooting down the range. I'll see you in the store. You guys have a great weekend. Guns, fishing, and other stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, fishing, and other stuff, and be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. And now, more California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, you know, I'm sitting in here taking a look at this uh, communication thing I got from the SAC Boat Show. I'm just going to read you this because it's got all the information on it that you need. And you'll start here in this commercial starting probably in a week or so. One ticket, two shows, the Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show. Multiple dealers discounting all the best brands, hundreds of wakeboard boats, travelers, travel trailers, pontoons, fifth wheel, personal watercraft, ATVs, toy haulers, fishing boats, motorhomes, and more. One massive event, the Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Expo, plus the Spring RV Show. March 7th through 10th, you can get discounts at twohugeshows.com. It's going to be a biggie, no doubt about it. And I'm sure Mr. Brown and Mr. Blanton from Gone Fishing Marine will be out there too. You can bet on that. We got uh, a big display. Well, this is the biggest boat show that they've got. It's it is. strictly boats and all it's the boats accessories. And it's, and it's not as big a, a fishing boat show, say, as um, IC is. Yeah. But it's uh, it is it has got everything set up. A lot of uh, a lot of pontoons. We'll have a ton of pontoons Sacramento there. Sacramento Valley, what is the whole Marine Association? Marine Association. Mm-hmm. They're all there, and they're from all over the yeah. places. Right on Power Sports will be there along with Gone Fishing as well. So you know they do. Some other totally different stuff and personal watercraft, a lot of cool stuff. Gone Fishing will be there with uh, Tracker, Tahoe, oh, Sun Tracker. I think he'll have uh, possibly a Ranger or two in there. He'll have uh, he'll have some, I don't know how many lens he's going to have in, but uh, he'll have Sea Ray there. He's going to have a giant display. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I like to walk around in there for about two hours to see what I don't have. Right. And be thankful that I'm not a water skier anymore like I used to be. It's a, nobody water skis anymore, Sep. They, uh, they're they, boarding and they they're surfing. And, and uh, they're surfing and they're doing all that Find kind of cool stuff. Find a pair of double skis in that show. So here's my big question, <laughs> right? And, and you can ponder this a little bit, right? Yeah, so if you wander around the show now and you see all these amazing amazing tow boats you know the the wakeboard boats the towers the speakers have you noticed they all went to metal flake they really deep down want to be bass fishermen yeah. did you notice the they metal all, flake boats the, now, Seth? the big metal flake tow boats for skiing are costing in the neighborhood of 200 
hundred thousand in some cases. Yeah, that's the mid-level boat. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. They're. Uh, yeah. I they... skied behind a one fifteen Merc. Yeah. In a glass right. Trunk. Right. Yeah. And like I said, no one skis anymore, Sep. Um, they uh, they they surf and they wakeboard and they do all kinds of other things. But um, amazing boats and the boat show is a great place to see them and uh, and like I said, Gone Fishing Marine will have one of the largest displays there. I mean, he builds a full dock in the show set just to put pontoon boats on both sides up so it's a it's not uh it's not a small adventure for gone fishing to be down well, come on down to the sack boat show at cal expo march 7th through 10th you might run into kent and i well well you're running good <laughs> chance you're running into kent well if you're there while the show's open anyway <laughs> well let's get rolling here you know i talked to our next guest just yesterday on the phone called him up when i saw all these notices coming out about all these steelhead going into the river systems and Fortunately, he had all the answers to my questions and explained it to me. Joining us right now is the head guy with the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association, Mr. James Stone, joins us live. Good morning, James. Good morning, Seth. Good morning, Kent. Hope you guys are doing well. Hi, James. Hey, you know, I, I called you and I said, are we putting in this many steelhead? Because nobody's telling me about all the great steelhead action they've had over the last few years. Where'd they go? Yeah, they've actually, uh, you know, it seems that they've been hitting their production goals the last few years more consistently, and so it feels like more fish. Um, although since 2000, the last 25 years, we've been at about a 2 million total target for the whole state of California in our hatcheries, Mad River, Warm Springs, McCallum, Nimbus, Feather River, and Trinity. And Feather River, like you said, they've been hitting their goals lately in the last uh, three, four years, which is really nice. About 450,000 plus to about 550,000 fish, which the target is normally 450, but getting those extra fish in the system definitely includes the possibility of future angler opportunity when those fish return. Well, I just like to know that they are returning and that people are catching catchables that are out there. And it doesn't seem to me that the number of fish we're putting in the system is being caught by. Uh, nowhere near the appropriate numbers of steelhead are being caught and bragged about. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that we probably need to up those mitigation levels and those enhancement levels, especially on certain watersheds to provide even more opportunity. We definitely need to raise more fish, but I will say on good water years, we are having some success on the feather um, with the returning fish and they do get a, a halfway decent fishery. It's not what we used to have, but, it is getting better, and so there's an uptick, and we're going to keep encouraging the department to better that program. Forty years ago, I fished salmon on the Sacramento River. When we get our limit of salmon, we'd go up and we'd fish steelhead, and we'd get three, four, five, maybe six-pound steelhead up on the Sacramento River or above little barge hole, the old barge hole and other places, numerous places that we could get into some great steelhead action, and you don't hear anybody talking about it anymore. It's like it's a yeah. lost. It's like it's a lost fishery in this state, and probably one of the reasons is for the last twenty-three years we haven't made any changes to the plans and planting. Yeah, well, water policy and operations have continually gone downhill since uh, the state water projects completion and CVPIA programs um, that have you know neglected a lot of our anadromous species, which are all falling in parallel decline. But on top of that, we failed to mitigate for any of those losses. And so, you know, hopefully we will all uh, wake up here and realize that if we want to have strong salmonids in our, in our uh, Sacramento Valley, we're going to have to do more to protect these species. Absolutely. And that includes working with other agencies to ensure that non-oxygenated water is not pumped into the 
fisheries out into the uh, river system that can cause fish to die or eggs not to hatch. And the other thing is the water temperatures. I understand we've been through a drought. We're not in one right now. It seems like we got a bunch of water being held right now and a lot more. Maybe this year will be the year we start making the turn and actually start seeing more and more. I'm really concerned about what I'm seeing up on these Klamath dams right now. I watched a video of one of the first blowouts when it started, and it looked like about 40 tons of silt shot out before any water started coming through the tube. And then I start reading reports about fish dying up and down the river. What What are you hearing, James? Yeah, absolutely correct, Seth. Just like you said, warm water in the Central Valley has been the bad thing. Well, now in the Klamath, we're starting the dam uh, removal process on behalf, you know, of the state of the state and all of these uh, organizations that have been fighting for it for 20 plus years. The drawdown has started at Iron Gate. Um, one of the Copco dams was already removed last fall. And you're going to start seeing drawdown of all the reservoirs. As that has happened, the amount of sediment and siltation that is coming down the river has turned it chocolate black. And actually, in some cases, reported the dissolved oxygen has gone to zero in many locations, which has caused mortality of almost everything, practically. So, what, what is like in that? Water. What is in that river right now that is going to ex- that is seeing and experiencing this dark? low oxygenated water at this point so most of the non-native species are what you're seeing on all the videos from the drawdown and that is going to be yellow perch which was introduced into iron gate as well as some panfish there are some trout um, very minor levels and there are some winter steelhead that are starting to come up there are some concerns of a lot of others also such as the ESA-listed suckerfish, which are above the reservoirs, but there are some people making some claims and reports. I don't have any uh, pictorial evidence of that yet, but uh, it looks like it's going to be a major cause of concern on this this dam drawdown, and it's going to do some major damage, uh, you know, long-term if this water is not flushed out and all this sediment ends up in the middle section or the bottom of the river shed. I've read uh, articles years ago saying that it could be five, ten years before all the silt and everything's washed out and the river gets back into its normal shape or what is now to be the new normal. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. All we can do is look at the history. We look at the closest example in Washington would be the Elwha. And when we look at the Elwha, you know, it took, you know, vast, vast majority of the time, almost a decade to even start to recover and rebound. Uh, we've got more sediment in the Klamath than we do in the Elwha in, in a lot of people's perspectives. There's, you know, millions of cubic yards of sediment. And when you look at what, it, what is a million cubic yards, that fills a whole football stadium, stadium, one million cubic yards. So they're estimating that there's, you know, Upwards of possibly 20 million, we've heard from some reports. Some people say less, but uh, only time will tell. And once these dams are fully removed by the end of this fall uh, and uh, the water is pushed through, we're going to need a really big winter coming into 2024 and 2025 to get all this flushed out. Otherwise, that stuff's going to really settle on the bottom and cause a lot of problems on the spawning habitat for all species. Yeah, it after they drain, then it still has to be flushed and flushed. It's like uh flushing a toilet basically. You want to get all the crap out of the way. And that's yeah, what we've I got mean, a lot of mud, silt, siltation and a lot of stuff that mixes in the water, particulate matter, 
everything that just eats up oxygen and goes downstream to these fish and they move right out of it because they just can't survive in it and they're going to all end up probably swimming out the other end of that thing right into salt water if they're not careful. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an issue. The way I describe it, just like you, is I say this is the bottom of a septic tank and that hasn't been pumped for 50 years. Yep. So yep. that's what's coming down. And with all that decaying matter, organic matter, I mean, I'm not a biologist, but I had, you know, some uh, undergrad classes in biology in my, in, in my, uh, when I was in college. And, I, you know, you learn a lot about that kind of stuff. You start recalling things like, oh, yeah, that might have some negative effects, um, which is, where a lot of people's concerns are. I mean, long-term health of the river is where, you know, the tribes, the co-managers are really pushing for, you know, recovering that river to where it was. But then it's all going to rely on Klamath Lake and Oregon and how much water they release. And there's lots of scientists that do say their, their you know, hypothesis is that we could have even worse water conditions for salmon long-term because of sea shasta outbreaks and uh, examples that we've seen with the reservoirs and it, we could even have worse situations because of the water that's coming down the klamath river so only time will tell you know we're hoping not to be negative but right now we are starting to see a lot of the concerns that the fishing community uh, has and we've been told that recovery will take a long time and cdfw will be limiting a lot of the fisheries from this section of the river to the Oregon border uh, will be, you know, very minor, few catch and release fisheries and no salmon fishing for, you know, probably estimated over a decade up in that upper, upper stretch because of re-colonization uh, of Chinook salmon in that area. James Stone, he's in touch with what's going on out there. James, I got about 60 seconds here. I know there's a lot of discussions about the possibility of ocean and river salmon fishing this year. We're not going to know anything for a couple of weeks, probably. What is your opinion of what's going on? Yeah, so right now you're going to get all the Sacramento numbers here in about four days on Valentine's Day. They're all going to come out to the public what the numbers were in 2023 on the Klamath Trinity and Sacramento systems. And they're going to give us a rough idea of where that abundance will be on March 1st. That's the big salmon information meeting, March 1st. It's on a Zoom with the state of California to get all of the final numbers. And then we venture down to Fresno on March 4th for a week to work out everything to see where we're at. Right now it doesn't look, you know, too promising, but it looks like, uh, you know, there could be some discussions of uh, possibilities on certain watersheds, you know, um, but, you know, overall, we're not in a healthy situation. It's not much better looking than it was last year. Um, I don't want to get tons of people's hopes up, but at the same time, we're definitely starting to get out of this hole. And it looks better, you know, long term of what our state and federal government are doing and the actions they're at least trying to start immediately. And we are forcing the urgency down our government to make sure that we are getting to where we need for a sustainable fishery moving forward. So lots coming out in the next couple of weeks, and we look forward to talking to you guys and up bringing uh, new information here real soon. Well, we'll have you right on the show. As soon as we know more, we'll be sharing it. James, thanks for sharing with us. James Stone, the president of the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association. We appreciate your updates, my friend. Take care. Thanks, everyone. All right. What a way to go. I hope everything comes out. Uh, you're probably not going to be able to fish that decently for 10 years or so. 
That's okay as long as they put it back together the way Mother Nature built it in the first place. Let's jump now to the editor of Western Outdoor News, our last guest every week, Mr. Dave Hurley, joins us live. Good morning, Dave. Hello, Dave. Am I connected to Did you press the button? I pushed the button, but I pushed the wrong button probably. Oh, you got me now, Dave. Hey, yes, I'm here. How are you doing? I figured went this long without pushing the wrong button. I succeeded. So (laughs) what? good. Hey, great great information by both Mike Ogney and James Stone. Uh, I think that uh, it's great to get that information out to the public because I think we need to know that what's coming around the pike. We may not have a season this year. And, uh, but it's a matter of, uh, being able to pull these things together. And I like what James just said, you know, we're moving in the right direction. I got a couple of things for you, Seth. Fire away. Um, uh, Amador, a thousand pounds planted yesterday. Some big ones, uh, two to six pounders down there. It's a little muddy. I'm sure at Amador. Yeah. It's uh, probably you know got I mean? a little color to it. <laughs> I would say it's got a lot of color to it, but it's got to clear maybe a little bit. That's why you use chartreuse <laughs> power bait that day. I, I would have, I would have power bait down for absolute certain or gulp. One of the other. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got to have that scent going on in that kind of conditions. Collins is kind of the same way and they got a big plant coming next week. They're going to put 2000 pounds in of, uh, including some trophies and some lightning. And then the DFG is going to top off that with another 1500 pounds of, uh, you know, catchable. So, you know, those are two lakes that are really good for bank anglers and, um, uh, good places that people might like to go. You know, if you want to get out, Starting at your kids with trout fishing, I think, is one of the best things you can do from the bank. You know, get them out there, have that experience. You know, you know, we move on from there, but uh, that's where most of us started. It's just right on the bank, throwing stuff out there and having an opportunity to catch a fish. And I think that's one of the things that makes it great, especially for, for kids. I even enjoy it to this day, to be honest with you. You know, a Bay Area lakes are planted last the last couple of weeks. Chabot, Shadow Cliffs, Temescal, and Quarry Lakes have all been planted. And you know, if you live in an urban area like the like, you know, the the Bay Area, great places to take kids. You know, to be able to go fishing. So that's pretty cool. You know, I know you talked about Lake Comanche earlier today. Uh, yesterday, Robbie Dunham of Coke Machine Guide Service. He's like the original guide on that lake. You know, he goes back to the days of. Uh, Taught by Russ Fott and all the guys out of the Lodi area. Robbie's like the main guy. He was out there um, just going into the narrows, and he caught, instead of a trout, he was, uh, you know, uh, dragon grubs. He caught a 3.37-pound crappie. I saw the picture you sent me. That is a monster. 17-and-a-half-inch crappie out of Lake Comanche. I mean, that is just amazing. That, that water, uh, and you know another thing about uh, Comanche that's going to be re- interesting this year, with all that high water we got last year, it's going to be very interesting to see if those kokanee got pushed over into Comanche. Oh, they, and we might have, they always uh, do. <laughs> we might have that secret kokanee fishery happening sometime this summer where they get up to 22 inches, and but nobody talks about it, and uh, they all keg up at the dam. And you won't hear much going on about it, but it's always, it's one of those places that uh, uh, you can find that just like Inglebright was or, or uh, last year too, where they had some big kokanee in there. Well, that's the way it works. And Dave, you know how it works here. We got to go. Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News with more opportunities for your Northern California anglers. Dave, real quick, tell them how they can get a subscription or a prescription to Western Outdoor News. Yeah. 
Real simple. Just go to WONEWS.com. Click on there. All the information's there. Thanks, guys. Great day. Thanks, Dave. Take care. And I want to thank all of you guys for listening to us today and putting up with us. Thank you, Mr. Brown, for hanging around. Marilyn and Nate in the control room, the best guy we've ever had behind the mic. I tell that to all of them. Till next week. Tide lines, everybody. We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join us next week from 5 to 8 a.m. for another Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors.